Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, AmSpa President and COO Kathy Christensen is in conversation with Toby Macmull, physician, co-founder, and head medical advisor for Clinic Minds. Hi, and welcome to Medical Spa Insider. My name is Kathy Christensen. I'm the President and Chief Operating Officer of the American Med Spa Association, and I'm very excited to welcome our next guest on Medical Spa Insider, Toby from Clinic Minds. Toby is the head medical um, advisor for Clinic Minds. He's also a co-founder and kind of a, above and beyond all of that. He's a physician, a cosmetic physician in Amsterdam, um, has years of experience in uh, the medical aesthetics field in Amsterdam, and also is bringing this EHR solution kind of to the States. So Toby, I'm so excited to have you here. EHR is a huge topic. Globalization is a huge topic. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and um, Clinic Minds and all, all of it. We want to know everything. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm very happy to join uh, this podcast about uh, EHRs. And I'm very excited to do that with you guys from AMSPA. Um, so a little bit about myself. Uh, correct, I'm a cosmetic physician. I'm already working in the field of cosmetic medicine for uh, 20 years. Um, I've been starting uh, uh, my education in the UK, and then I moved over to uh, the Netherlands in Amsterdam and uh, started actually my own clinic. And um, I've been working, uh, so I'm still working in my own clinic actually, and uh, as a medical director. And along the way, uh, our journey started with Clinic Minds. And the reason we were looking to... Uh, to, to bring in software to streamline our work process is because our clinic started to grow. Um, we, 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 we really felt like we were overgrowing with documents and medical records and things could have become a little bit chaotic. And then we knew the solution would be automation uh, software and we started to look around for good solutions and at that time actually we couldn't find something that was a bit up to date fully focused on medical aesthetics so private medical aesthetic healthcare, and um, a software that could really support our use case so uh, my business partner told me you know what we're going to build it ourselves because uh, we know exactly what we want and what we need and I asked him back then, so uh, how much time will this project take us? Well, he said, you know, not more than six months. And here we are, <laughs> 12 years later mm -hmm. uh, with Clinic Minds, 10 years on the market already. <laughs> and it has become a uh, totally solitary company supporting uh, medical aesthetic clinics in, uh, in 15 countries and in seven languages already. Um, and um, yeah, actually, uh, we have been uh, doing quite well. Um, and it's an amazing journey. That's wonderful. Now, did you, it's not a company that I've been familiar with for very long. So tell me a little bit about when did you start in the United States? Um, how's your experience going here? What's your kind of um, overall uh, examination of the EHR landscape here? Well, so, um, of course, as we are based in Amsterdam, our headquarters, uh, we started uh, to to explore the landscape here in Amsterdam, first of all, to learn mm -hmm. if our needs were the same as others. 
and to build the company, to build the software. Uh, we started focused on the EMR part, so the electronic medical record. That means the, re the real medical registration part of the software. And that was our focus in the beginning. And while we started to learn that others also uh, needed this very much, we started to expand the software, we started to expand uh, the features, and then gradually we started to expand um, in our um, uh, neighbor countries. Um, in Europe, of course, we have many different languages, so that's a big challenge. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, our English is quite okay. I'm not a native English speaker, so excuse me if I uh, if I make a mistake here and then. But um, um, of course, like the UK was quite an easy uh, thing to do. And uh, but for example, Germany, France, Italy, uh, Spain, um, the the the. the the amount of, uh, of English they speak and the quality is not always as good as uh, as in other countries. So it's it's a huge challenge, but it's 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 very mm -hmm. exciting. Um, and the U.S. actually started to grow very organically. We didn't focus on the U.S. at first. We just thought, well, you know what? If we get some requests from the U.S., we actually will, and of course, we will support them. We want to learn more about the U.S. market, about the landscape in the U.S. But it wasn't our first focus. Uh, and mm -hmm. along the way, of course, our focus also shifted to uh, overseas and to the US. Of course, we're aware of the uh, fact that we have some time zone differences. And we started to cover that as well with local support and um, and, and, so, and local uh, support, like in local time zones, of course, I mean. And, um, and we also learned some new competitors, uh, which are around in the US, which is, of course, very healthy. I'm very happy that we have some competitors because it keeps up, up it keeps us up to date, it keeps us up to speed. And we are always uh, striving to, uh, to, to create more smarter and, and better solutions that are competitors. Um, but we also see differences between, for example, Amsterdam and uh, and Europe and, and the US, and even a little bit in the UK, but especially in the US, that mm -hmm. um, EHRs are in the US are a little bit more focused on marketing tools um, and marketing features that are brought into these tools. Um, and we are more focused here locally on registration and compliance. So that's actually uh -huh. quite an interesting difference. Yeah, to talk about that a little bit more. So when you say compliance in EHR and registration, what does that look like when translated to the U.S. market? Um, so, so just as an example, um, uh, regulation and uh, regulatory compliance in 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 the Netherlands, for example, is is extremely high. Uh, so we have a lot of requirements that uh, medical aesthetic physicians need to register in the medical records and also um, documentation that they need to provide their customers, their their patients, actually uh, before and after treatments and. And of course, we all do consenting and we, we all do a little bit of uh, brochures, mm -hmm. but it's a lot more than that. It's like providing um, electronic medical treatment passports. It's providing digitally aftercare information and so on and so on. So there are a lot of uh, different um, information points that physicians need to provide to their customers. And if they don't, they, uh, they can get penalties for that. 
So, so even those things that you just mentioned, um, and Toby, the reason why I'm kind of fascinated by this is that compliance is what we do in the United States. So, um, AMSPA focuses on compliance, um, and even I would say the relatively small, small amount of compliance regulations that our industry currently requires are difficult for our industry to, to kind of want to do or um, we're always kind of shocked at how many medical aesthetics facilities in the United States aren't necessarily following even the minimum kind of compliance laws. So I, I'm I, it's interesting to me to hear that even those small things like provide providing aftercare digitally and things like that, that's within your compliance landscape in Amsterdam. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, and it is difficult. I mean, uh, and we understand that um, it's, it's, it's the, the whole documentation part around the treatment. Actually, the, the most e the easiest part is probably the treatment. Right. But the whole process uh -huh. around <laughs> it. Yes. <laughs> and it's the most it's the most fun. Right. I mean, it's where we're all having right, fun with, right. uh, with treating patients. The results are amazing often and people are happy and we get and we have uh, happy patients and customers. But we 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 have to uh, to keep in mind that the whole the whole administrative part around it is also very essential, and it's also essential for future business development. Often, I think people forget that um, um, registration, thorough registration, is only like you know uh, when troubles occur, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's also it's also really collecting a lot of data about the patients that you treat and actually about the, the clinic itself. And for future marketing purposes, but also business development purposes, you need to collect good data. So mm -hmm. um, we see treatment registration, very thorough treatment registration, and also even the registration of the uh, appointment scheduling till in, through invoicing and, and of course the whole treatment registration is a big part of the complete data registration within the EHR. And this data must be also exportable to analyze. Mm -hmm. So but, I just want to clarify for our listeners, because I think there's probably a little bit of a, a language difference here. When you say treatment registration, I think for us, maybe it's um, intake forms bringing in. It sounds to me like a treatment registration is when a patient comes in and they provide all of the information kind of about their current health, their um, their interests, that kind of thing. Is that correct? Or if not, can you define that a little bit? So we make sure we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, it's part, I think it's, it's part of it. Um, so, uh, medical questionnaires and medical questionnaires are important and are definitely a part of it. So the medical history, of course, is also very essential to know about with every patient, but there's also the case history that providers, um, need to take into account the, 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 the story that medical physicians, register and describe about the patient what they uh, what they wish to 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 gain what they what they wish to achieve and the physical examination so the starting points that they see and um and then of course the treatment plan that they uh, make up together with the patient um is is a real essential part of the total registration and of course consenting and, and checking medical history and then the mm -hmm. and, and, then, and then of course the real registration with photos uh, before and after pictures the products that has been used the lot numbers that have been used all these kind of details 
which take normally you take an enormous amount of time, especially if people use paper, mm-hmm. uh, we automated that process. Okay, great. Well, that's wonderful. We're, we're excited to have another entry into the EHR field. It's something that I feel um, is always growing and changing. Tell me a little bit about what you, how you work with clients. Is your um, solution a living solution where if someone needs something, you work with them to do that? Or is it something that you're kind of updating annually? Or, or, or how do you handle that? Because I know there are changing needs probably faster than, than, uh, than anyone can respond to them. But I, I'm curious about that. Well, that's correct. And it's also actually, it's, 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 an, it's a changing landscape. Um, so um, in the past, physicians, um, medical physicians, were used to the fact that um, account managers would drive by and, 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 and tell them everything about the product and give them life and brochures. Um, but hey, mm-hmm. it's 2023, we're in the era of cloud software and uh, we actually, well, we don't do that anymore. So we, we bring a SaaS solution. So it's software as a service and it's cloud-based and we can reach the complete world through the internet. And mm-hmm. um, so when we um, get in contact with our clients, with clinics that are interested to use our software, we always provide live demos to, um, to see what topics they are struggling with, if what their needs are, what they're looking for. And we start the process from there. So we do the live demo, we answer all the questions and we see if we have any touch points and if our solution could be the correct solution for them. And once we see that's true, we also provide um, uh, trial versions because we really believe in happy customers, right? We really want to be very transparent. We don't want to um, to provide a product that people are not happy to use or doesn't fit the, the, the setting. And when people trial the product and they're happy, then we take it from there and start a subscription. It's a sp- subscription-based mm-hmm. platform that people can subscribe to on a yearly base or on a, a monthly base. Um, in regards to development, that's actually ongoing. We release new versions and new features on a, mm-hmm. on a weekly basis almost. Some of them are amazing. Some of them are small tweaks and some of them are really, uh, really um, uh, mind blowing sometimes. Um, but um, we do that all the time. So we don't stop development, but we do develop for a large group of clients. So we don't do custom development. And it's, that's, that's something mm-hmm. that we decided not to do because custom software is a complete different ballgame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so once we develop, and that's also quite amazing, once we develop new features, we bring new features, we launch them and we market them, of course, and we tell our customers that we launch them. Um, and then it's available for everybody that uses Clinic Minds. All right. Great. Well, I want to switch gears here a little bit. And I, as we kind of were talking before uh, the podcast, I am just very curious and I'm going to pick your brain um, about just the general kind of landscape of medical aesthetics in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Not only are you, as I mentioned, not only are you um, active with clinic minds, you're also a physician and you've been a successful cosmetic physician for years. You have easy cosmetics over there in Amsterdam. And um, I'm curious to learn just kind of more about the global landscape of medical aesthetics and what it looks like in Amsterdam. And then also I'm fascinated about your compliance landscape. So, you know, tell us a little story about what's going on over there and, and um, what, what you, what you're, 
kind of high points are, what your struggles are. I'm, I'm just really curious. Yeah, of course. Um, so um, indeed, medical aesthetics in the Netherlands have been growing very fast. Um, um, the U.S., I mean, was a little bit uh, uh, in the development of medical aesthetics in front of us, like having a little bit of an advantage. But uh, it has been growing very, very fast, and the number of clinics as well, and the number of practitioners as well. So the taboo mm -hmm. around medical aesthetic treatments, um, yeah, well, is getting lower and lower and lower, and people mm -hmm. are getting more used to it. People also start on an earlier age. Um, and um, along the way, we saw that we needed more regulation. Uh, the Netherlands, I don't know if you know that, the Netherlands is uh, one of the few countries that has a registered medical profile for cosmetic physicians. So we also okay. have an edu spe specific education for cosmetic physicians in the Netherlands. It's a two-year um, educational course. And... Okay. Um, we started to see that we needed to regulate the field of medical aesthetics and our um, regulatory bodies as well. They needed to get some more grip on the medical aesthetic field and wanted to prevent uh, situations where uh, just, you know, everybody could inject uh, dermal fillers, for example, mm -hmm. uh, if they only do mm -hmm. like a small course. And um, they achieved that. Uh, so along the way, we started to get more and more uh, regulation and, and we needed to comply to more regulation along the way. And um, up till now, we see that these uh, standards are getting higher and higher and higher, which is, of course, actually very good because it <laughs> provides a lot of safety for our patients, right? Right. Um, uh, so we, we really want to prevent um, and um, well, any negativity about our field because it's a beautiful field of medicine. Um, do, um, but we don't want to have any negative um, um, news around it, and we don't want to see mm -hmm. any trouble or any 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 mistakes happening in this field because people don't know uh, what they're doing. So education, right. regulation, really contributed to that to make sure that the, um, the 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 quality of the treatments and the providers is really high. So when you say education, is that required through? You have the two year um, that all cosmetic physicians are required to do. It's, that's my understanding from the government. Is there a requirement then for? Um, what's the state of like nurse practitioners, nurses, uh, physician assistants in, in the Netherlands and Amsterdam? Yeah, that's a very interesting topic. So up till now, um, actually only uh, physicians were allowed to provide these treatments. Of course, plastic surgeons, cosmetic mm -hmm. physicians, dermatologists. But we also see now a rise in nurse practitioners and physician assistants that are entering the field of cosmetic medicine. And I think uh -huh. that will grow quite fast because there is a lack of physicians. We just don't have enough uh -huh. physicians here in the Netherlands to, um, you know, to, to see all the patients that really want to get a treatment. So clinics are searching for people. Clinics are, ser are searching for, uh, for professionals and the nurse practitioners and the physician assistants are educated quite well and, uh, and have uh, high standards. And they are very suitable to work in cosmetic clinics as well. So mm -hmm. it's still starting in the Netherlands, uh, probably in the US. Uh, I just saw an interesting article from AMSPA as well about that. But um, yes. in the US, it's rising. It's, it's maybe a little bit more 
um, a normal uh, in the UK as well, actually, as they have injecting nurses for a long time already. But in the Netherlands, it's still starting. Hey everyone, let me take a quick second to share something really interesting for your business. Did you know that a staggering 74% of consumers shop on their phones while watching TV at night? That's like 7 out of 10 of your patients. But the real eye-opener here is that less than 1 out of 10 med spas actually sell their products online. Can you imagine the untapped potential of giving your patients the convenience to purchase treatments, services, or skincare right from the comfort of their own homes through your very own branded app? That's where repeat MD comes in. RepeatMD is the fastest growing software in the medical aesthetics industry, and for good reason. RepeatMD is designed by e-commerce experts who have worked with renowned brands like Target, Nordstrom, and Neiman Marcus, and they'll build your practice its own mobile rewards and shopping app. Clients love RepeatMD, and patients love the experience RepeatMD provides. RepeatMD rewards patients for spending more, encourages them to come back more often, and helps them discover treatments they'll absolutely love. On top of that, your practice can sell memberships and offer financing for services all through your very own app designed and managed by the experts at RepeatMD. The bottom line is that RepeatMD enhances the entire patient experience while boosting your practice's revenue. They are game changers for your med spa. So what are you waiting for? Visit repeatmd.com forward slash amspa to book a quick product demonstration. And guess what? We'll have special pricing for medical spa insider listeners and you'll receive 50% off towards your first purchase. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Head over to repeatmd forward slash amspa today. I'd like to thank our friends at Hans Biomed, manufacturers of Mint PDO Threads, for sponsoring this podcast. Do you feel like there's a limit to the lifting effects you can achieve with injectables or lasers alone? Then PDO Threads may be the solution you've been looking for. PDO Threads are one of the most powerful tools available on the market for non-surgical lifting. If you haven't already offered them in your practice, we have the perfect event for you. The Mint Lift Summit is the largest thread lift training conference in the industry and will be held on Saturday, October 21st, 2023. This event, hosted by Mint, the only PDO threads on the market with triple FDA clearance, will feature live thread lift demonstrations and didactic sessions by leading experts from the U.S. and South Korea. This is a hybrid event, so you can attend in person at the Intercontinental Los Angeles downtown, or the event will be live streamed so you can join from anywhere in the world. The Mint Lift Summit is your opportunity to learn from and network with the global aesthetic community and get exclusive specials on one of the strongest PDO threads out there. Go to mintliftsummit.com to purchase your tickets today. That's mintliftsummit.com. Thank you to Podium, sponsors of this podcast. Attention med spa owners. Imagine a world where leads keep rolling in, your revenue graph breaks the ceiling, and your competition, well, they're left wondering how you did it. Your answer, Podium. In a booming industry slated to skyrocket past $16.4 billion with a 15% surge by the end of 2023, standing out is not just an option, it's a necessity. Your prime clientele, those savvy 35 to 54-year-olds, well, they're online and they're searching for the best in the business. But here's the clincher. Are you capturing those leads effectively or leaving money on the digital table? Introducing Podium, the MedSpa world's ultimate weapon. A lead conversion powerhouse fueled by AI designed to not only magnetize potential clients, but also convert them with precision. And the best part? It allows you to respond to your new leads within minutes via text using Podium's mobile app. With Podium, you can beat the competition, not just keep pace. Supercharge your lead generation, elevate your conversion rates, and watch your revenue soar. Why be a player when you can be a game changer? 
Why be a player when you can be a game changer? Podium has offered our listeners a $500 gift card for those practices that sign up between September 25th and September 30th. Go to the link in the podcast to learn more today. Don't miss this opportunity with Podium. Your MedSpa's trajectory is about to hit the stratosphere. Now, I think your kind of estimate at the beginning of this conversation of the U.S. being a little bit kind of further down the road than um, the Netherlands as far as medical aesthetics, because the the kind of what you're dealing with, what you're explaining, where there's more demand for treatments and there's the ability to fill, um, our nurse practitioners have done a lot of training. We have a number of nurses that are really leading the industry at this point um, as far as injectables and fillers and, and um, nurse practitioners in many states have independent, um, the ability to practice independently. Um, generally, in most of the states, we have um, the requirement for physician supervision, but that's kind of changing too here. So, um, but even even so, the demand is so high. Um, that's one of the challenges that our U.S. industry has is even opening an up beyond physicians, um, there's still so much demand for, for these treatments. Yeah, I agree. So the demand is also very high um, um, in the Netherlands and in and in Europe as a, as a, as a as a continent, and it's still growing, and it will be it it, it will be growing in the future as well. So um, there, the the nurse practitioners and the physician assistant will absolutely get a uh, an important place in our uh, in our clinics in the future. Supervision will be necessary, of course. That's one of the regulatory. Um, um, uh, how do you say regulatory um, um, uh, requirements? requirements requirements that we have mm-hmm. here uh, I was looking for the correct word but that's okay <laughs> I mean still I mean we have that that really gives us a lot of options and uh, we're getting used to it we're not there yet yeah no but it's, it's interesting to me you're I I it's almost like in the United States, EHR software is kind of backing into our compliance and our regulations. And part of the reason is because we're still absolutely exploring that and growing that. As as you probably know, in the U.S., all 50 states have different requirements and laws. It's not federal that's that's doing this. So as we grow and the industry grows and, and you're kind of preaching to the choir when you say bad outcomes are something that are something that our industry absolutely has to avoid in order for us to be able to grow and enjoy the popularity and profitability and happiness of our patients that we're having. We have to continue to operate safely, compliantly, have happy patients, no bad outcomes. Um, that's kind of what we're preaching all the time because and I'm not sure if this is the way it is in the Netherlands, but if you do have a bad outcome and it's a slow news day, people hear about it and it just, it, it spreads like wildfire. Absolutely. Totally agree. And that's exactly, the, that. I totally agree. I totally agree. That's what we need to achieve. So we do that as a, uh, all together. I mean, as a, as AMSPA and here we have our own association and we try to uh, raise the standards together and to keep it, uh, first of all, very, very safe for our customers and, and achieve uh, beautiful outcomes as well. And one of the things that we we, we always mention is that compliance regulation, but also consistency and making sure that mm-hmm. um, that mistakes happening, I mean, the chances on mistakes happening could be really av- avoided by using 
systems and it doesn't matter it doesn't need to be only software but using systems and consistency in the clinic right so uh i when i remember when we were uh, expanding and attracting many new physicians to work with us um our software really 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 helped us to make sure that they were up and running really fast according to our standards according mm -hmm. to our needs and according to the patient needs and treatments started to become very reproducible okay right? because of thorough registration a complete registration of everything that has been done with the patient their wishes the 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 the, the procedures that have been we have been providing them well even the, the numbers and amounts and and the, the needle sizes that we have been using everything is registered thoroughly and that's why every everything became reproducible and we were able to provide consistent outcomes Mm -hmm. So, so how do you ensure that that information is entered correctly into an EHR system, assuming that multiple people are touching the patients and, and the system? How do you as an owner or a practice manager make sure that that information is getting in? Because you're right. We have a saying. I'm sure you guys have something similar that is a gar garbage in, garbage out. If it, it goes in and it's not. Yes, exactly. So um, how do you ensure as an owner that everyone who's touching the system is doing it correctly? Well, first of all, I think it starts with training, training your staff members, training that, um, explaining them and, and teach them um, that Regist information registration is essential and why okay it always takes them take them a little bit of time mm -hmm. and it's a little bit more effort but explaining them why giving them the backgrounds and also what it will bring them in the future as practitioners is essential right mm -hmm. um the second thing that we did is started to use templates because when we use templates our practitioners already knew immediately when they started a new treatment record, hey, this information has to come here, this information has to be registered there, um, our, our management wants to me to register this about the patient in this field, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So actually text templates that guide mm -hmm. their practitioners through the EHR, through the treatment registration is, uh, was for us was, was essential. And that's why mm -hmm. during the treatments and when when our practitioners were working with um, with the uh, with the patients, we didn't have to guide them like literally and stand next to them. The system did it itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, so using the the software, using automation, and make sure that we as management um, um, set up the. The, the software as we needed it, as we wanted it, and as we also really want the outcomes to be, we we really achieved a way to make sure that everything is registered as we want to and as we need to have it. Okay. Um, I'm curious. I know um, we, uh, during the pandemic, telemedicine became a big part of what we do, which is like a, a video consultation. Um, it's something that uh, we did prior to the pandemic, but obviously um, it it kind of catapulted its importance um, during the pandemic. And it's something that is continuing its importance as we move forward because it is a pretty successful um, opportunity and outcome. It provides good outcomes, generally speaking. And I'm, I'm curious um, what that looks like for leveraging within an EHR and what um, what can be done to kind of make telemedicine um, a continued successful alternative for folks who can't get into um, the brick and mortar locations? 
Mm-hmm. Well, um, let, let me tell you that when we launched our video consultation feature uh, just very early in the pandemic, actually, I, to tell you the truth, we all thought, you know, after COVID, this feature will not mm-hmm. be used anymore, right? <laughs> this is like, uh-huh. this is just for the pandemic. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and we were wrong. Actually, we see a rise in video consultations every year now and uh, they're getting uh, they're getting re- really really they're used really really a lot and um, and very efficiently so video consultations mm-hmm. are efficient because it can overcome long distances and it can build trust um very fast you you can get to know your the practice the practitioner and their way of thinking in a very fast and efficient way and 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 people love to have this interaction even before they come into your clinic of course we train physicians and and users that a video consultation is not a hundred percent um uh, like you can do in your practice Okay, sometimes you right. really need to mm-hmm. feel the skin and feel the tissue before you can really say for 100%, this is what I think. But providing information, guiding patients, getting to know them, giving them the trust that you are able to help them, explain them about the possibilities they are available in your clinic is an amazing, amazing opportunity through video consultation. So we also started to see it actually as a, as a marketing tool. Right. If you offer mm-hmm. this in the correct way on your website, where people look you up and see the treatments that you provide and say, you know what, I can I can just do a video consultation to get some more information. And it's really fast and efficient. We see that it really helps. And we just did a research on patients that contacted clinics for the first time through a video consultation about injectable treatments, toxins and dermal fillers. And we measured a 71% conversion of this group, okay. which is enormous. Mm-hmm. Enormous. So we love the video consultation. When we started to get, um, 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 we really fell in love with them actually a little bit after COVID when we started to see, hey, this is an amazing opportunity for clinics to mm-hmm. really reach out in a very fast way. And um, what we did is we made sure that that video consultation are built in completely in the flow of the EHR. And that's what we think EHR should do. It, it, ha- it has to be like very easy for patients to book them online or by phone. And the, and then it has to be very easy to, to start the video consultation. It should be easy for the practitioner as it should be easy for the patient, right? So the whole flow was, for us was, was really essential to make sure it worked very fast, very easy, like, I mean, if I would say it's very technical, no plug-in installations, no software installation, just a click and go. Mm-hmm. And that's also uh, enhanced the, the complete feature that we, uh, that we launched. And um, I'm sure that, um, that, that EHRs that manage this tool, this video consultation tool very well, they achieve amazing results with that. Okay. Um, so tell me, I would love just kind of an example, if you could walk me through what that looks like, uh, uh, what you would consider to be a successful video consultation telemedicine visit. And before I start, I'm curious, for telemedicine, do you charge for that time? Does that, we're in the United States, I'm not sure about the Netherlands, but the uh, it's a cash and carry type of situation. So there, it doesn't, medical aesthetics doesn't go through insurance. I'm not sure what it's like in the Netherlands, but um, what that 
looks like for us, there's always kind of a question, even for an in-person consultation, um, it's always um, advised that you put a price to that because there is time for that. What does that look like for you? What do you recommend? And then beyond that, what's kind of a case study of, for a perfect video consultation? So, um, <clears throat> so, so let me tell you about the situation in the Netherlands that we, we see a lot. And for example, in our clinic, we don't charge for that. And the reason we don't charge for that is because we are, um, we are so, um, we, we, we know for sure that once we get people on a video consultation, we can really start a relationship with these patients. And we, uh -huh. so we really want to capture the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. So a down payment or a payment for a consultation, and it takes us like 20 minutes, we think it's not necessary because we can really build an enormous amount of trust. And we think that this trust will lead to future uh, treatments and to future uh, long, long term relationship as well. Not always, of course, but in many, many cases. So our policy is not to charge anything. We could charge even electronically with our mm -hmm. EHR. We could charge for, for a payment for these video consultations, but we don't want to because we want to keep the barrier very low. And mm -hmm. um, we, f we see that the video consultation uh, st always starts with a getting acquainted and then it's always about the patient's needs. So it doesn't have to be very long. It just has to be very, very clear. So people can, mm -hmm. for example, people tell us, uh, well, I give you the, the regular story. Look, I, I'm having a very strong glabellaritides. I'm looking angry. And I will, I've been looking mm -hmm. around for a long time to do something about it. So we can, of course, first of all, have a look, explain that we can help them and already give them and provide them a lot of information about, for example, a toxin treatment. So. Actually, during this video consult consultation, we cover so many topics that we normally also tell in practice. So mm -hmm. when this patient converts to an appointment and a treatment, we actually don't have to repeat it. And mm -hmm. the nice thing is then when they come in, they are so acquainted already with the physician. It's like seeing the physician again, instead of, hey, you're new and I don't know you. And let's have a nice and long talk about who you are, what you're doing and how you could help me. So training physicians about um, about about the the consultation, really like the, 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 the psychology behind the consultation is very essential for doing effective video consultation, but it's not difficult. I mean, I think everybody can learn it. It's just a little bit different, of course, than in the treatment room where you have a mirror and you can really have people look at themselves, et cetera. In this, in this, in this case, you really have to project it to your patient, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so, so that's the typical use case. It could also be about dermal fillers. Actually, it's the same, but people want to have more information about their personal case. A lot of them already, mind you, a lot of them, a lot of our patients that, that contact us, they have read a lot online, right? They know a lot about uh -huh. dermal fillers, HAs, uh, radius, or whatever they, they, they read about, uh, toxins. So they know a lot about it. So they're not, not like complete newbies. They just want to have like a confirmation. They want to discuss it with a, uh, with a professional and they want to see if there is a click. And if there is like a nice Right, a nice click with the with the mm -hmm. uh, with 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 the, with the practitioner. They feel very comfortable. Well, then chances are very very high, and in this case, it's seventy one percent that they will book the next appointment and 
will have the treatment. Okay, very good. Well, I, I'm so fascinated by what you've built. I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation in the future and see um, kind of your inroads into the uh, U.S. market and then beyond. You're definitely uh, a growing company. I, I love your insights. Um, you're also a uh, Silver AmSpa vendor affiliate, which is exciting. So if you're an AmSpa member, there is a, a chance to receive a $150 uh, discount on the first subscription year, along with free onboarding and free full staff training. So that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, where can we find out more about Clinic Minds um, if, we're, if we're looking to kind of dig in a little bit and reach out to you? So the easiest thing is to visit our website. It's clinicminds.com. And uh, we have our support team ready for every question. And of course, uh, um, our uh, uh, clinics that really want to have more information, I really, really invite them to book a live demo. And during this demo, like I, I told you before, we are really looking to uh, to to explore their needs and explore uh, the topics that are that is challenging at the moment and what they want to uh, want to want to improve. We also talk a lot about their complete um, business flow because, as you know, software always touches a lot of business flow and business yes. operational flows. So that's also very exciting. And we try to support them there as well. We're not their business consultants, of course, let me tell you that. But I mean, it's inevitable that when you start using software, it always touches the workflow, right? So, yes. um, so we do it's that critical. during this exploration. Yeah, we do that during mm -hmm. this exploration phase. And then we continue from there. So clinicminds.com is the right place to start. And uh, and contact our support team, and they'll be very happy to uh, to support um, to support the questions. All right. Well, we appreciate your time. Thank you for letting me pick your brain about um, the Netherlands and and your medical spa landscape. I might be reaching out to you again because I'm fascinated by by all that is happening um, in your world, and and kind of looking forward to continuing to grow together. So, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for, uh, for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you and, um, and see you in the future. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, AmSpa President and COO Kathy Christensen was joined by Tony Macmo, Physician, Co-Founder and Head Medical Advisor for Clinic Minds. If you are new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.